All right, this is the last one I'm going to do today. And maybe for a little bit, because I think I've shared enough. I'm just basically sharing some, some stuff that I've had within my Christian walk that's sometimes it's difficult to get over, and sometimes you don't hear stuff like this in church unless you're a part of a group, like a little intimate setting where people are sharing, which I think I'd like to be a part of again. I was going to try to see if I could run a singles group somewhere just because I'm pretty sure someone else is better for that, but I just wanted to start it up. And, and I thought, you know what, maybe I just need to be a part of a group and just listen and kind of learn. I'm pretty sure I could learn some more stuff about life and uh, how to prepare myself better for maybe the next time I try to uh, become a part of something like that. There's so many, there's so many aspects. You know, when you think you're ready for a relationship and then you find out you're not, it, it's like, you know, am I ever going to be ready? I don't know. but And I don't want to make this about that. The, the next, the, the, I just did a 30-minute talk that I'm going to spare anybody who says, oh, hey, let me see what this is about. It basically comes down to, I just, I just realized one of the main things, I thought my lust five years ago, like, hey, I'm not married. I'm, I'm like burning alive sometimes. And I'm just wanting to make things right with the Almighty and, you know, get a partner, get married. And I, I just haven't been able to find someone that I sabotage. I sabotage all of it. I'm not even going to, I don't want, I don't want anybody's pity on this. Oh, he can't find anybody. Yeah, I have met several great women over the years, and for some reason or another, I don't, it's, it's my inability to commit. Even when I came to a point where I realized I could commit, I was like, no, I can commit now. I still can't. Even with religion, if, if there was a word that would describe me that I don't want to be described as, that I'm trying not to be described as, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but implacable, implacable, implacable. It's the meaning of it is not uh, not willing to enter into a covenant. You know, you read you read words in the King James, and you're like, what does that even mean? And I look it up. It's like, so it's I think it's Romans one where it's talking about covenant breakers, and then like. Those who are covenant breakers, you enter into a covenant and you break it, or you're not even willing to enter into a covenant. And the Messiah has a covenant with better promises, with Hebrews talks about it, and you know that's what that's what everything's been pointing toward for at least four thousand years before he came, and I don't know how long. I'm just saying from the timeline we have from scriptures. And now he is the the mediator of a better covenant. Why else wouldn't he be? There's there's not there's no reason to be scared of that. People may not understand it. They want to be a part of the Mosaic law. You want to be around a dead body and you'll be considered unclean into the evening. You want to you want like an ant or a bug or something to fall into your 
meal and you throw all of it away. Like, maybe maybe it was a mouse. You know what? If a mouse falls into our meal, people might think it's common sense. Oh, if a mouse falls into something, a thing of food we have, and he doesn't even die, we're probably going to throw it all away. But some people might try to trap the mouse and uh, eat it and then have a a bowl of cereal and they may say, hey, I'm just going to leave my cereal box open and I've got breakfast and lunch. There's people that eat mice. It's I know you might think it's sick. People do it. I don't. I'm just saying, like, some things are not... Some things that we think are common sense or we take for granted as being common knowledge is not really. It's We've been taught a certain way of, for a certain reason. Some of us have, at least. Anyways... Um, we all, if somebody's trying to teach somebody something, it's because they believe it to be true and they're trying to do what's right. So, now that I've, I'm going to try not to get too far off track and just, if I've brought up an idea and I don't finish it from anything that I've just said, it's because the main point I'm trying to make on this is don't blame the Almighty. I'm not even going to tell you not to blame the Almighty. I found out what my problem was on how I kind of lost five years of my life. It's because I blamed the Almighty for something that he was trying to bless me. If I can, he was trying to bless me with something and I did not even see it. And I'm laying down right now. I I ate something with a particular oil. And it's, it got real heavy on my stomach. I got a headache. And, and maybe this happened so that I could remember this and share it. Because up until today, I've, I've, I've basically just tried sharing a lot of doctrinal truths that I've seen in the scriptures. And then I, I kind of took myself out of the, out of the way. I said, you know what? I'm saying a lot of stuff to people and maybe they're just struggling with life because I noticed I start trying to share some of the same stuff that I do on this with people that I know. They can't think straight. They don't have time. They got, they're, they're, they're like helping sick people. There's deaths going on. They're sick. I'm just like, I can't, and then the cup, or they're just busy. People are busy with their work. I tried contacting some friends or some people I knew. Tried making some new friendships. People are busy. It's a busy time. They're busy. They don't have time. And life is just eating people up. 2020 is just... It's, it's just proving to be another... Uh, just a, a difficult year to deal with. And... So I just kind of... I backed up. And maybe I shouldn't have deleted all those off. I should have kept them on. I just thought, you know, if somebody, if I share something with somebody, people that I know, or they, somebody just happens to come by and say, oh, hey, what is this? I want them to listen to something that may have an impact on their life for the rest of their life. Uh, Regardless of, you know, you don't have to study anything hearing me and my mistakes and what I've done through prayer and how kind of overcome them. Well, with this, I blame the Almighty, and I shouldn't have. And I tell you what, 
I remember when I read the children of Israel, when they were calling for quail, they're like, oh, we want meat. You know, oh, we used to eat meat and all this stuff over in Egypt. And, you know, they just did a lot of complaining. And, uh, yeah, we do a lot of complaining too. I'm just saying. They were complaining at the time. And it's, I know it doesn't make sense. They Red Sea parted, fire by day, or fire by night, cloud by day, water from a rock, all this stuff. I, I don't know if they'd seen water from a rock at that point, but maybe not. But the quail, so, you know, they're being fed by manna. Just they, they, they don't have to harvest. They don't have to reap. Well, they don't have to plant and water. It's just there. They just have to go out and gather it. You know, this manna stuff. The wafers that they made each morning. But then they're complaining. So, okay, I'll give you some quails for the evening. And then I read a verse. I think it's in Numbers. It's like, it's like, yeah, hey, I'm going to give you some quail and, we'll, and, and I'm going to kill you. Uh, yeah, yeah, bring it on. Yeah, let's, uh, you know, let's, let's do it. And like while it was still in their teeth, like they were killed. And I was just like, it kind of like scared me straight a little bit. I was like, you know, he chooses a people and brings them out of Egypt and destroys Egypt. Just the army and everything, just really. And then going to set up this people as a nation. The Messiah is going to come through them. Chosen people, all this stuff. And, and like they start complaining and he starts killing them. You know, I was just like, oh my goodness, how much less me? You know, just how much, how much more danger would I be in? I'm like, I'm like blaming him for, for stuff. Like they were just complaining that they didn't have something. Well, they were also, I think they were also saying better we died in Egypt and what, you bring us out in the desert to kill us? So maybe they were kind of going overboard with their sacrilege and blasphemy. Anyways, if you've ever blamed the Almighty and you didn't realize, then your life started getting kind of bad. And if, if you ever remember back, like, you kept on complaining, you kept on complaining, you keep telling. Because every person you tell, now you're like, hey, can you believe they did that? Can you believe the Almighty did this? Yeah. Like, like we're going to get, like, we're, we're, we're kind of building a case against the Almighty, kind of like what happened before the rebellion in heaven and the war that happened. And the whole fall, the, you know, the angels, the third of the angels with the leader of the angels and stuff, you know, and all that, that whole story. And it, it just made me think, like, I don't want to be a part of that at all. And I think at that point, I just I just said some prayers, and I, several of them, just continually praying. It might have taken several weeks, just kind of like, you know, I apologized the first one, and I might have apologized again, but I, the, the other prayers were basically like, help me get my life back on track, please. I really am sorry. I, uh, you know, it's, it's a process. Just kind of, we can blame ourselves, we can blame others, we can hate others, we can hate ourselves. 
I'm starting to write a book. Stop hating yourself. You know, just stop it. And I said, well, I might, I might finish it. And I don't know if it'll be copyrighted because I said it on here. I don't know how. But you know what? I, I may not finish it. I would rather share this with you right now than, than at least not even do something. But hey, the idea is we got to love ourselves. We got to start, we got to stop hating ourselves and start loving ourselves in order to love others. And, uh, and then also if we're, if we're blaming the almighty for things that's happened to us, it's really best we come to a, a reconciliation on that level. Like you may think you're in a good relationship, like, oh, you know what? I prayed for, I prayed forgiveness for my sins. I for, you know, I did the sinner's prayer, but we could still be holding grudges. Like, you know, like, I wish you would have given me this girl to marry. Or if you're a girl, I wish I would have got this guy. Why didn't I get that guy? You know, or, or a job. I prayed for that job. I didn't get the job. Or you want a house or a car or whatever it is, you know? I don't want to say all this and then all of a sudden, like, think that I'm not going to go through any more trials. It's, it's evident. If you're living, you're just going to go through them. And do you want to have a grudge against the Almighty who's in charge of all? It doesn't work. It, it works out a little bit easier whenever, at least from my standpoint, when I forgave and gave all that up, said, hey, I, I can't keep. You know, we might not like how everything is... That doesn't mean we, you know, try not to be blasphemous about it and sacrilegious. And, I mean, it's, we can't really control more than what we can do. And, you know, it's like, what, 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 are, we, what are we really in charge of? I know I kind of stuttered there because it's like, are you in charge of others? Or you, you might have, you might be in a position of power. You might have people underneath, under you that, I don't even know how to say it. We're basically, you are in charge of your life. If you're an adult or you're at that age where you've accepted accountability for yourself and no one's over you, like if you're a child and, you know, you listen to the parents, the parents tell you to do something against the Almighty, that's not good. Or breaking the law. I mean, there's some shady parents out there. There's some good parents. That kids still rebel no matter what. I'm thinking that probably old enough to I don't know have a phone and on the podcast I don't know if the, what the age limit is but there's a point when you have to take accountability for yourself it, it just it, it happens and then if you're like me where you're where you think you can blame the almighty and get away with it you can't it it doesn't work and I was even blinded from it until right now like today, I thought it was for another reason that I kind of went through this like five-year haze. And I look back in and I just remember like people I was speaking with, even though I thought I was kind of maybe religious and stuff like that, I just, I still, sometimes if the conversation went a certain way, I would bring out some stuff that I just wasn't too happy about. 
Oh, yeah, I never thought of it like that. Oh, I hear you, man. Okay, and I, oh, you know, you just pray about it. And I'm thinking, like, prayer. Like, how's that going to help? It's already passed. It's because we're, we're, we get burnt about something. We're burnt. We don't, somebody passed away. We're like, this sucks. You know? Whatever it is, death sucks already. It's just regardless. I don't even like talking about it. Just overcoming that. I. It's, it's We all mourn people in our own different ways. And sometimes, if you don't know how to do it, I would say prayer is the best deal. Because you can't can't overcome something that that powerful emotionally without the Almighty. If you if you do like I did, or you pushed it away, you can just be sitting somewhere and break out crying. People are like, "What's going on?" Ah, I just uh, someone passed away, and it's like from ten years ago. Just, but there's so many people that's passed. That's kind of like all this stuff built up with everything in life that you can just cry at a drop of a dime. Like anything can trigger it. And we can really be really emotionally imbalanced and unstable. And the next time somebody passes away, mourn. Mourn right then, accept it. Do it for at least a month or less if you can. And then try to move on. And if, if you remember something, you know, just... Hey, no no big deal if you, if you shed a tear or cry, but let's remember something. If, if, you're, if you're with me on this, it's not fair to us to keep crying for someone who's passed away. And if you believe they're looking down at you, it's not fair to them to keep on like letting... Like it, that would be hell for me if I died and I could look down at my family... And, I, and they can't get over my death. I'd be like, oh my goodness. This is torture. Like, please, like, tell them to stop crying and move on with their life. Like, yeah, at the funeral. Yeah, you know, like, I guess the first year is probably rough for anybody. But the first month, you get that cry out. And then you just kind of, you got to move on. You got to do it for you. And I, I've asked several people, like, people that they can't get over death. And I'm like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, ah, I'm just, you know, it's still sad. I'm like, ah, I hear you, man. It sucks. And I'm talking. And only if they, I don't just start preaching like, oh, hey, stop it. It gets to a certain point. I'm like, you know what? If I if I die, like I don't want you, I don't want you doing this for me. No, no, no. I don't want you doing it for me either. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you know what? I bet they did. I bet they don't want us to do it for them. And it clicks. It's like, oh, yeah, you're right. And all you got to do is just, just look at it from a different perspective. You know, would you want your family crying for you the rest of their lives? You'd want them to move on. If I was married to somebody and I died, I wouldn't want them to not get married the rest of their life. I'll just be single the rest of my life. Not if they're, if, you know, if, if, I, if I got to an age where like, I don't want to get married and my wife passed away. I'd be like, hey, I put in my time. I'm done. But 
You know, if I if I married somebody and I passed away, I'd probably I'd probably want to tell them that before I did. Like, hey, look, mourn, and then get over it, and then go to somebody else. Don't don't waste the rest of your life over. I was gonna say a ghost, but don't don't waste the rest of your life. And it's not even wasting if you feel the need to get married again. Don't feel bad about that. Don't let anybody make you feel bad. You know? Life's tough enough as it is without having other people's thoughts on how they... and how they think we should do things. It's like, you take care of you, I'll take care of me. You know, and... Well, why am I sharing this? Because people are... People are persuasive in the other other manners. I'm just I'm trying to balance some things when I say stuff like that. I knew a girl who she wasn't even married to the guy. He passed away, and it was just like no one would let her like get over it. Like it just kept on going for years. You know, it just years. And I thought about that. I didn't realize it was going on that long. And then I found out. And when I did, I was like, no one had the courage to say, move on. Like, and really, maybe they did. And just say, hey, look, no, no, I'm serious. I'm serious. Just, this is killing you. You know? Add life. Add life to your life. I pray you can receive a blessing. I pray your emotional aspect can get better, your mental aspect. And if, if if you listen to this and you just, or anybody that tries to speak positive, not being insensitive, we've all had our fair share of death, sickness, all that other stuff. If you lived any part of this life, you, you know, you, you felt the pain in, in several different ways. Just from an aspect of, I know how it is to hate somebody for years, hate several people for years, blaming the Almighty for stuff that I feel like he did, but he didn't. Uh, not properly mourning the death of a loved one, and then just having that go on forever, and that, that, that just that tears your heart out all the time. It doesn't make any sense either. Or even having going from relationship to relationship and not properly dealing with that. You know, it's, maybe if I'd got married young, I wouldn't have all these life lessons. And there's, there's a whole lot more. I don't know. I don't, I don't have all of them, but I'm just saying like, just these particular ones, maybe I wouldn't have seen it. Maybe I wouldn't have appreciated stuff and I don't know. I don't know. I just remember I was going to, I was on a, I was on a career path young and I just thought, no, I don't, I don't want to stay in this town. I want to go out and see stuff. And then I'd meet a woman, and I'm like, oh, I'm too young. She's going to tie me down. I'm not going to be able to, you know, live this lifestyle, the single lifestyle, do whatever I want, just, just wake up and go do whatever I want within the bounds of the law, you know. Just wake up, move, go visit. I always had enough money to where I could just pick up and move wherever I wanted. 
and I had no connections where I couldn't like break out of a lease or, you know, I was always on good terms where I could do stuff like that. Or I had the money where I could, you know, pay the penalty or whatever the case is, put in my two weeks at work, just move on. Or I just had timed it to where, when it was, you know, instead of renewing wherever, I just kind of moved on from there. And it was, it was a freedom that I didn't want to get rid of. And now that I realize all that time's gone and I'm like, what was I really, look what I gave up for being single, you know, a family, children, grandchildren for my folks. Now who knows if I'll ever get those before they pass away. If, if my folks pass away before I get married and have kids, in my mind, I'm already thinking, like, what's the point? Like, the dream will die. I already know that's going to be a bad place for me mentally. I'm trying to trying to prepare for any particular situation, but I really don't want that to happen. I mean, it'd be nice. It'd be nice to have that happen. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But I'm just like, I mean, fear. I fear, you know, being, I don't really fear being single. I just don't like being single as much now and it's only because it's i'm like oh wow it's like so i just I, i'm turning it it's like now that there's less opportunity i guess i'm like oh yeah yeah i guess now i do and it's like oh whoa I, oh my goodness it's 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 too much it really is too much it's too much to even think about right now it's i'm gonna have to like go buy some books on how to be a good husband or something you know even even the initial meeting i gotta i gotta figure out how to do all this again i used to i used to casually just meet everybody it was so easy and now i mean you push something away long enough it's just like with religion just like with the almighty you can push it away you can push it away so far that Sometimes it can be difficult, although with the Almighty, it's it, he, he's just a prayer away. Just say a prayer. And if you've sinned against him, just ask forgiveness. And if you don't think this will work, just try it. See if it works. And I'm not even saying going into it. Don't go. You don't have to go into a church to do this. You can do this whenever you feel the need to make things right with the Almighty. Make it right. It's that simple, and it can be that strong. Peace, I pray to you.